Welcome to another episode of Top Year, the only history podcast brave enough to give you a definitive and unbiased ranking of the last 150 years of history. This week on the podcast, Max tries to get to the bottom of his ongoing digestion problems. Because they're kind of fuzzy. They're kind of fuzzy and like little brown. Um. <laughs> <laughs> only similar. Little, little brown dudes. Green yeah. on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> the boys listen back to their old audition tapes for the voice cast of Flushed Away. Millicent. 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 Exactly. He's a Millicent bystander. <laughs> and they pitch their screenplay idea for Happy Feet 3. And it's like a war drama. <laughs> like. The penguins versus the humans, <laughs> and the penguins just like walking around with spears, <laughs> Avatar style. Oh gosh! So sit back, relax, throw away your history books, and enjoy episode twenty of Top Year. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Top Year. Oh, yeah. Where uh, we are on a quest to uh, to create a definitive and unbiased ranking of history. Um, and it's going well. We've done a good chunk of years so far. Um, uh, what, what, what did we do last week? Which, what was the year that we did last week? It was 1991. And that oh, was yeah. me. Oh, yes. It went straight to, straight to the top. Straight to the top. What a great Number one S tier. Can you give us a few of the... The real highlights. I'd love to. So 1991 was the end of the Cold War. The World Wide Web was created. The first phone call happened. Um, the end of the Gulf War. The start of the Balkan War. Um, Elwyn Teague had a speed record. Nice. He was the guy with a very pointy car. Mm. Um, Rodney King writes, Declaration of Independence found. Well, like a guy found it. <laughs> found a copy of it. <laughs> at a... At a- Garage sale, or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first Beijing McDonald's, which was huge. Oh, yeah. And the cake or biscuit <laughs> legal case. Nice. And this is episode 20, by the way. This one now. What we're recording right now. Woohoo. Episode 20. I can't believe it. It's getting, it's getting up there in the numbers. Yeah. Only like 130 to go. Only. I think it's actually really 150 because I think it's like 170 odd years. <sighs> so, no, that's good. That's yeah. good. It's exciting. True. Yeah, um, true. For this wonderful episode 20, I'm going to be taking you boys through 1959. <sighs> that oh you my are. goodness. 1959. And before before we get into that, I, I, I'd be rude of me not to ask, how are you both? I'm feeling excited because I have a little gift. <gasps> but I'll, 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 I'll give that to you after the, uh, after the words. I'm shocked because we have a <laughs> gift. <laughs> You're joking. I was going to say shocked as well. What? Oh, <laughs> we, d- we don't plan this beforehand. We're just going to say <laughs> I'm shocked because there's one thing in this year that just blew my mind. Is it about us or something? No, but it's just... <laughs> yeah, we were, we were all around in 1959, <laughs> whatever it was. No, as soon as I saw it, I went, that is, that is gold. epic. And I need yeah. to tell the boys. I, was, I got so excited. So but I'm keen to... Could that be it. the type of thing that pushes it up? No, I don't think okay. so. <laughs> so it's, it's just bum, but it's, I, it's a not, fun fact. Not to spoil, I think this year's fine. Like, there's some interesting things, but I don't think it's revolutionary. I just, I'm just going to mention some funny things. All right. Radio. But Fellas. Do you want to give the gift? Oh. <gasps> Got a little bag. Wilson has pulled out a big, <laughs> a big green Woolies bag. Sorry, everybody, for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's reached the, in with his left hand. The green symbolizes something. 
Oh, oh they're connected. <gasps> oh, I've just brought out <gasps> Donatello and oh, Michelangelo. It's the boys. The boys. And don't even worry about it. I'll it's put the them boys down in over green. Here. Oh, this is awesome. They're the boys from the new. Um, and and Leonardo and Raphael. Oh, here, oh my here they all are. It's the whole gang. And there's even something more exciting. I'll, I'll put them over there with you, Max. You more have more exciting. Yeah. Oh, oh. Whoops, like Leo's swords didn't come out with them. Oh. I'll, I'll grab his sword. Grab the swords. They've all come with, with little turtles. <laughs> little turtles? <laughs> what? Why are they little turtles? I don't know. They're little baby thems. So they're kind of, they're all color coordinated. So that one's for Mikey. Nice. Are we about to start like a, a toy review show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really know millions. what the difference we'll in the colors of the other ones are. Oh, that one's Donny because it's a bit more pale. They're all slightly different. Right. Yeah, can yeah, they that stand? Matches. Yeah, they can, but you have to like lean them forward a little bit. They can stand. I don't know if Raphael can because he's so he's so thick. <laughs> oh my gosh, the swords can go in. They can go there. They can. You can all hide the little little toys right. on, the, on their we back. We will be posting a photo of these boys. Maybe I should have given this at the start of the episode because now it's gonna be playing with them. We're gonna be fiddling with them. Yeah. <laughs> wow! I've <laughs> oh, just grabbed the. Oh, did the glasses fall. Oh no! He's what also if, got headphones as well. You can take the headphones off, but it's quite difficult. What an awesome gift. Damn, their, front, yeah. their front shell is like floppy. <laughs> oh, that's weird. What <laughs> touch the front shell. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you looking up there, Kyle's Kyle? just yeah. kind of upskirt of Leonardo. Right, now you're making it sound weird. I, I didn't upshell Leonardo. <laughs> okay, those are anyway, definitely the same color. That's a great present. Thank okay, you. we'll sort out the colors. We'll sort out the colors um, of the mini turtles later. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, 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 it, it, the vibe is improved. The collection is getting ridiculously <laughs> large. The vibes are so odd. So now we have three Michaels, but we also have three brothers to go with the three Michaels. But it's we've got one of the Michaels everywhere. trapped in a box. He's trapped in a box. Maybe, <laughs> we, should, maybe we should get him out of it. Oh, no, no he's in mint condition. We no, we've got the other Michael. Yeah. And we've recently got a Michael, Mike Wazowski collector's card. Oh, we've got the, the card. We should, we should sign that. that. Yeah, we've got a Woolies um, Pixar I don't know what they are, but you spend twenty dollars, you get. He's number forty-eight. He's really excited in that. He's in like jazz hands in that photo. Mm, but yeah. uh, I maybe we'll sign the photo and sell it at the top year oh. auction in <laughs> in the, the near future. <laughs> and Handy Manny will be handed up. No, for yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to him. get him off here. Yeah, we're trying to get rid of him. That oh. dork. All right. So those of you who are wow. here for history. A history podcast. Yeah, not the, not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Yeah, you could you skip that first little bit. But um, let's get into a little bit of history. A bit of 1959. Now, as we love to, we start with the, the Prez, President. Oh, yeah. Um, and in 1959, we had Dwight D. Eisenhower. The man. Rockin' and rollin' in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, Legend. Um, in the White House. Uh, he was in from 1953 to 1961. And he was the 34th president of the US. Dope. Now, he, huh. was, he was born David Dwight Eisenhower in oh. 1890. That sounds like so long ago. Wow. Um, <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> and he was the third of seven sons Yikes. to his parents, Ida Jeez. and David. Seven sons. That's a lot of sons. A lot of sons. Um, but yeah, interestingly... He was, the boys are all playing with the-, with the <laughs> yeah. with, Sorry. <laughs> I just kind of realized, I was like, oh wow. Cause I was just fiddling with a toy. That's all right. If it, if it Give you know, a little keeps you interested, we'll see how we go. All right. Anyway, Continue. Um, as I was saying, born Dwight David, uh, oh, now I'm getting it mixed up. Born David Dwight David Eisenhower. Dwight. Um, 
those attentive listeners would have realised that his dad's name was David, so his mother actually switched his first two names um, oh, like they did after, a after he was born to they avoid like, confusion. So they named him and they're like, oh, no, that's actually that's <laughs> my, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> what have Whoops. we done? <laughs> yeah, it's like surely they could have thought about that like just a little bit earlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can still be named like the same name as your dad. Yeah, and just be, you know. Junior. Yeah. But there was a lot of boys in that family, and yeah, true, true. seven of them. Well, and seven yeah. of them, David. So he went by the <laughs> he went by the nickname Ike, which what? you may have heard. That's all right. Like, um, which is apparently meant to be an abbreviation of Eisenhower. That okay. doesn't make any sense. Which I don't to me. really I'm, see. I'm there for it. Um, but apparently, all the boys were called Ike in the family. Okay, hey, this Ike. is stupid. Yeah, but they're also all called David and Dwight. Well, yeah, Dwight was little Ike apparently. And like his other brothers were like Big Ike and all of that. Medium Ike. So, <laughs> kind of small, kind of big if Ike. If seven, yeah, you've got to have small. like so many variations of. But if he's the third. Sizable Ike. So it'd be Jumbo Ike, <laughs> medium sized Mini Ike. Ike. Small Ike. Yeah. No, and then like medium, small Ike. Yeah. Small, small, medium Ike. Yeah. Mi- microscopic Ike. <laughs> yeah. It's just like going. shirt sizes, extra small, small, medium, large, extra large. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then after World War II, apparently he was the only one who ste- kept going by by the nickname Ike. And he was known as Ike while he was in the office as well. So um, Ike Eisenhower. The big Ike was in. <sighs> now, o- over here in Australia, um, I think we talked about him recently, uh, Robert Menzies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is uh, the PM in his second term, the really long second That's term. That's a really from, long one, yeah. Yeah, 49 to 1966. Good guy. So he was just hanging out, chilling. Um, world population. Three. Oh, it's cl- really close. Is it two? It's two. Two, two nine seven six billion. It's uh two billion nine hundred and seventy million two hundred ninety two thousand one hundred and eighty eight. Apparently, so specific. <laughs> that was oh my next my guess. Incredibly specific. I found a website and it had that number, and I went, "I love that." That's kind of awesome. In. Damn. So it's just under three billion. They'll, they'll get there next year, maybe. <laughs> they will. <laughs> Hopefully. Better luck next year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just pump out a few more Davids. <laughs> a few more Ikes to, to join the, the club. Absolutely. Yep. Now, I, I want to bring in a new thing that to talk about. Okay. Um, inflation. Oh. Oh, <laughs> damn. I was like, this could be interesting just to know. Now, apparently $1 in 1959 is now worth between like – Eighteen dollars forty and eighteen dollars seventy. Oh what? my god! How crazy! That's is ridiculous. That? Damn. That's ri- yeah. That's so much. Eighteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just depressing. It's, I know, it's a little bit sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh gosh. Oh well. Anyway, I guess you could afford to have seven kids. Yeah. Yeah, and then to give them a dollar a day. Yeah. <laughs> and they were winning if they had that. Yeah. yeah. Give like a medium Mike a dollar. <laughs> And little Ike gets 80 cents. <laughs> and then big Ike gets $2. <laughs> Lucky guy. Mm. Okay, now contributing to this this massive population, some of the top baby names. I thought that was fun. Yeah. So um, for the ladies, we had Mary, Susan, Linda, Karen, and Donna. Yeah. Nice. For the gents. A couple, uh, couple of crossover there between 62 yeah. and 59. Well, yeah. It's only a couple years later. I was going to yeah, say true, for, yeah. for the blokes as well, it's looking pretty similar. I mean, number one. Michael. Michael. Yippee. And then we also had David, James, John, and Robert. So, you know. Yeah. Sweet. Pretty, pretty similar, actually, I think. Pretty solid. Yeah. Um, 
And now let's see, I'm about to talk about the births. Let's see if any of those names carry over to some <laughs> of the famous people born this year. Uh, spoilers, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, Simon Cowell. Oh, um, grumpy man. Yeah. Famously very grumpy. Very grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that guy, but he yeah. was born. Um, <laughs> Good on him. He was invented in 1950. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had Weird Al Yankovic. A legend. Uh, Magic Johnson. Emma Thompson, Brian Adams, Val Kilmer, Sean Bean, and everyone's favorite rapper and hype man, Flavor Flav. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> Professional hype man's got to be the best job. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Woot woot. Woot woot. Was that your audition tape? <laughs> yeah. Hire me. Wilson is actually Flavor Flav. What? Yeah, that's what I've, I've, I have been told that. I'm like that. But he goes by the name Ike, so no one knows. <laughs> Flavor I go Ike. by Ike Eisenhower. It's <laughs> my name. Ike Flav. <laughs> <laughs> huge. Um, less huge. Some famous uh, deaths. Famous yeah. people who passed away. We had um, George Reeves, famously played Superman in the TV series, oh, yeah. The Adventures of Superman. Now, he actually died of some suspicious gunshot wounds. Yeah, didn't he um, commit suicide? Well, the official ruling was suicide, but there was lots of controversy about right. maybe it was an accident, maybe he'd been murdered. Um, oh. Maybe there were some yeah, suspicious dealings going on. Um, That's sad. Yeah, either way, very sad. Um, we had Billie Holiday passed away, very famous jazz singer, responsible for some tracks like uh, Solitude, Strange Fruit. And Bar Bar Bar. And uh, Strange oh, Fruit. They might have done a cover of Bar Bar Bar. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, Strange Fruit. I wonder how that one goes. Don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll, we could know, but <laughs> we'll find out after. Um, Errol Flynn, the Australian-American actor, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, the architect. Um, and I've got two slightly longer ones here, so please bear with me. We had the Dyatlov Pass incident. Oh, my goodness. The what? Dyatlov? Dyatlov. Is that a person? No, it's a place. Um, and... This incident involved the deaths of nine hikers uh, in the mountains in the, the northern Ural Mountains, sorry, in, uh, in February of 1959. Hikers? Some <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> the family was going on it. No. Um, and, yeah, so they, they sort of disappeared in, in February and the bodies weren't recovered until May. Oh, and apparently overnight... Something mysterious caused them to like leave their tents and flee the campsite, like not wearing enough protective gear. Um, because you know it's snowing, sub zero temperatures, oh my gosh. Like, it's all going on. Um, and so they think that everyone's well, they've said that everyone's died from hypothermia, but apparently, when all the bodies got found, and apologies if this is a little grisly, I tried to tone it down a little bit, but um, there was people with fractured skulls, broken ribs. Missing eyes, missing uh, missing eyebrows, and missing <gasps> tongues. How do you miss, how do you lose an eyebrow? I don't know. <laughs> Get the tweezers out. <laughs> I could go a whack strip. Just yeah, <laughs> that's very foul. Wow. Yeah, and so there was no witnesses, and and the cause of death, sorry, was listed as a compelling natural force, which was most likely an avalanche. Um, oh, that's how you lose an eyebrow. Yeah, and that's how you lose an eyeball <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a tongue. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> It, uh, there were lots of con- like theories about it, including animal attacks, um, ca- catabatic winds, which I'd never heard of, which is like just strong high winds. density air that's coming down 
Oh, um, wow. Big slopes. Um, infrasound-induced panic or military involvement? Whoa. Military involvement. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone just mowed them down with a machine gun. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So anyway, pretty freaky. pretty freaky stuff. Some some weird things going on in the Diatlov Super- Pass. Maybe it was aliens. <sighs> Dude, who Supernatural. knows? Who knows? I don't think it's ever been <laughs> locked in. Um, but another very sad death that occurred in 1959. Music. Oh, no. You know what's oh. interesting? Yeah. Just back to the Dyatlov Pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the guy's names was Dyatlov. Also got named after. Yeah, one of the people. Oh, wow. Igor Alexievich Dyatlov. Igor. That's a name. That's a name. They were also young, like 23, 24. I know. Oh, one wow. of them was 38. So it's pretty, uh, pretty awful incident. Anyway... There you go. <laughs> Those damn military men. Or the snow. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never I'm a conspiracy I mean, theorist. No. I always yeah. go for the most rogue things. True. We've seen that before on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to hide from the truth. I mean, I'd shed, f- shed light on the truth. Expose the truth. Yeah. Okay, as I was saying, um, the sad, sad death of music happened in 1959. The day that music died <gasps> happened. Oh, my goodness. Now, in February this year... Um, the rock and roll musos Buddy Holly, uh, Richie Valens, and J.P. Richardson, also known as the Big Bopper. Oh, um, <laughs> Buddy Holly! Wow. Yeah, they were all they were all killed actually in a plane crash. Whoa. Um, yeah, which is really awful. And they were they were going on this big tour and they were playing across the Midwest in America. Um, and they had a bunch of people like joining them on the tour and doing all this thing. But apparently, the long journeys on like the buses between all the different places um, was really like getting to the to the musos with flus and like people getting frostbite like on the bus. What? What? Like so <laughs> it's pretty Jeez. crazy. My gosh. Times have changed. Yeah. And so Buddy Holly goes, you know what, we're gonna charter a plane to get to our next Did they go venue. to the wrong door? <laughs> <laughs> I think all doors were present and accounted for. And um but yeah and, and like people were swapping in and off the plane, like taking each other's seats. Like one dude ended up on the plane after a coin toss like between two people to go, to go on the plane what? Um, and take off late at night, poor conditions, pilot loses control and the plane goes down and kills all four people on board. Wow. Jeez. Um, and yeah, the event became known as the day the music died after Don McLean refers to it as that in American Pie. Huh. I was mm. going to ask if that has anything to do with American Pie and it does. It does. There you go. So there you go. Pretty tragic accident. Wow. Um, Wait, when did that that song came out? Like nineteen seventy one. Oh right, okay. So, so quite a bit that, after. Yeah, okay. I was thinking that was like eighties or something, but like that's yeah, just a bit before. Yeah, right. So that's the song American Pie. Yeah, I was thinking I don't remember that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I should really should have clarified that the song American Pie. Um, and but, Wilson was like, "I was going to say, isn't that in the movie?" <laughs> I thought I missed something. And I didn't know that that line actually had a meaning. A meaning, so yeah, yeah. There you go. Next time you listen to American Pie. But, that, yeah, wow. You'll know. That's so random. That, Or did they just like hear that line that he said and then just like named the, that incident after it? No, I think he actually, that's like oh, so he's he, referring to the incident wow. saying the day the music died. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. All right. Time for some famous films. I didn't know many of these. Um 
And so I'm hoping some of you guys might be able to shed a little bit of light on these. Sure. We had some like it hot. Yeah. Couple. Yep. I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. Except not the weather. I mean, <laughs> yesterday was bloody hot. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, ben Hur. Yeah. Half head of that one. Yeah. Um, North by Northwest. It's a great movie. Okay. Now I'm feeling like a fool for not knowing anything. An Alfred Hitchcock classic. Oh, okay. Yeah. True. Um, Sleeping Beauty. I think I've heard of that one. I have heard of that as well. <laughs> uh, compulsion and Anatomy of a Murder. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I think haven't. we haven't. We no, we didn't. Don't worry. Don't worry. I was okay. thinking about something else. Don't worry. Okay. Just, <laughs> just thinking about how cool the Ninja Turtles look. Yeah, they look real. No, great. I was going to say there was a movie that was like a similar. Like it was Dial M for Murder. Oh, okay. That had a one that was that's like bunch of remakes of and I was wondering if that was one that had a bunch of remakes. But yeah, I don't know. No. But there was one other film that came out called The Tingler. <laughs> and it's this horror film apparently about oh. these aliens who like latch onto your spine and like you. whenever you feel that like chill on your spine it's because there's like an alien in your body Ooh. um and it's not I, about fruit tingles i wish <laughs> that's unfortunate we could maybe make a, a horror movie about, about fruit, fruit tingles, tingles but um but anyway it's yeah these aliens latch on your spine and the only way you can stop them from like essentially squishing your spine is by screaming what? I don't know why. That's so strange. But apparently in the cinemas, in some cinemas, like electrical buzzers were placed underneath <laughs> the seats <laughs> so that like towards the end of the movie, random people in the audience would start feeling like a tingle. That's so funny. And it was this really meta film. Like apparently towards the end, like the movie would ref- like reference the cinema and be like, oh, everybody, there's like aliens in your cinema. And then the buzzers would go off and some people would be like, what the heck? And like everyone would start screaming. <laughs> what? Um, that is so bizarre. It's extremely bizarre. And they had they would have like fake um, like ambulance officers waiting to come in to like stretch a pe- like planted people out of the cinema. <laughs> that is so cool. Hey, they don't <laughs> do it like that anymore. They don't make, they don't make cinemas like that anymore. I'm glad they didn't do something like that for Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. No, it's still we could we could do that. We could yeah. we could make a 4D experience. We could make a <laughs> pipe bomb and just choke into a cinema. <laughs> okay, that's a fake, <laughs> fake ambulance people <laughs> rushing in. Anyway, um, some TV shows along similar vein. Um, the Twilight Zone began in 1959. Oh yeah, cool. Five seasons, um, 1959 to 1964. Um, we also had Mr. Squiggle. Started Classic. in 1959. Ended in 1999, apparently. 40 years. Wow. Damn. A long while. It's pretty impressive. I've and got a Mr. Squiggle toy at home. Oh, Stuffed toy. I'll I try to find it. And the best of Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Oh, wow. I didn't realise that was a TV show, like, before that movie that came out how many years ago. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it was a TV show either. It's just like a, a time travel TV show. Yeah, it's the same premise. It's like the dog has the sun. And they just do like time travel stuff. Dude, Mr. Squiggle looks so cursed. How dare you say that about Mr. Squiggle? I'll show you. Look at this. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Is that the toy that you have? It's a little bit freaky. No, I think I have a different one. I don't know. Definitely don't remember seeing that thing in my house because that is horrifying. Stares into your soul. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) We might put a picture up, but we don't want to scare the uh, the listeners (sighs) too much. Gosh. It's kind of funny. He just draws with his nose. That's <laughs> a gif. <laughs> just stares it's at a the nice camera. It's a nice gif. Yeah. It's quite nice. wholesome. Anyway. All right. Uh, time, to squiggle. time to get a little musical with some songs. Ooh. Now, according to the billboard, 
top hot 100 songs. Number one, uh, Johnny Horton had The Battle of New Orleans. It's a nice. sick name for a song. It's pretty, sounds pretty epic, yeah. The Battle of New Orleans. Um, I didn't know that, but I did know number two uh, by Bobby Darren, Mac the Knife. Oh, yeah. I do believe I've heard that. Okay. <laughs> I got blanks for a little bit there. I was like, come on, come on. I've, I recognize. I'm, I'm, I couldn't tell you what it's like. Yeah, it's, like a, ja- it's like a jazzy tune. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Elvis was was going crazy as well around this sort of time. He had a couple. Big Hunk of Love. Um, now and Then There's a Fool Such As I. A couple tunes. I actually didn't know those two, but he's, he's dominating the, the scene at the moment. But this is what I was so excited to say. <laughs> And I hope it lived up to the hype, actually. I, I'm nervous <laughs> and I've really overhyped it. I'm shocked. There was a song that came out and it ranked number 67 on the top 100. 67? Brutal. It got done really dirty. Yeah. Uh, it's a novelty Christmas song written by Ross Bagdasarian. Oh, sick last Add that name. to the name, the name tier. Now, it was written in 1958, but it was reissued in 1959, so I'm, I'm counting it on this year. I don't know which bit to, to reveal first. Um, my goodness. The song the song's called the Chipmunk Song, Christmas <gasps> Don't Be Late. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, it's written by this guy, Ros, Ross Bagdasarian. But he went, he went by his stage name of uh, David Seville. <laughs> <laughs> now, this guy, he, he was varying the speeds on the tapes to produce, like, high-pitched yeah. chipmunk-style voices. And he had a... Um, a cartoon virtual band and they were called Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's awesome. That's like the gorillas before the gorillas. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Why would you go by David Seville? I don't know. (laughs) When you got the name Ross Bagdasarian. Yeah. Yeah. But um, wow, they actually first appeared in a comic book as well this year um, called the three chipmunks, which was issue 1042. Um, And, the chipmunks Alvin, Theodore, and Simon were depicted as somewhat realistic, nearly identical anthropomorphic rodents with almond-shaped eyes. Wow. <laughs> almond-shaped eyes. <laughs> but this blew my mind. So now I have the understanding that Alvin and the Chipmunks, the movie, is a, it's a gritty biopic of, <laughs> of his life. The history of I mean, Dave, Dave virtual music. musician in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. I just thought that was crazy. Mm. That they're based on like real thing, that is pretty cool. Have you ever heard the song, the the Christmas the chipmunk the chipmunk song. song? It is so weird. Maybe I haven't heard it. I have. Isn't I listened it, to it like isn't it in the movie. I don't know actually. Or it's got to like, be right. Yeah. Those remix hot tracks of two thousand nine, whenever that came out, with annoying chipmunk voices. <laughs> I wonder where where Uncle Ian fits into it. If he's into a real story, person. yeah, true. <sighs> yes. I should have. Wow. Gone, I should have gone maybe, deeper. Maybe Alfred and the Chipmunks is a gritty biopic <laughs> yeah. of of David of the struggles David of the music wow. industry in 1959. Anyway, that was very shocking. I just thought that was cool. <laughs> a little bit of fun. Next time you watch Alfred and the Chipmunks, remember this. <laughs> remember. Um, but in May of 1959, the Grammy Awards began. Oh wow! Apparently, and. Uh, they were hosted in like two different cities, I think, but on the same night. Um, and the record of the year, excuse the pronunciation, is uh, New Blue, Dipinto de Blue, and then in brackets, Vola, Volare, Volare, by Domenico Modugno. 
Never had Just that a one. whole lot of words. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot, a lot going on there. And the album of the year was The Music from Peter Gunn by Henry Mancini. 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 <laughs> it could be. <laughs> we will never know. Well, we might know. Um, now, at these Grammy Awards, Frank Sinatra was nominated four times. <laughs> and he won. He got one award for the best album cover photography. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit stitched up a little bit there. Yeah. But at this Grammy Awards, Alvin and the Chipmunks were nominated three times and won two awards. Go for Alvin. The best recording for children and the best comedy performance. So what I'm hearing is Alvin and the Chipmunks is better <laughs> than, Frank, than Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. And the, wow. the best adapted screenplay <laughs> <laughs> at the Grammys. <laughs> best biopic. Um, there you go. That's, That's riveting. Awesome. <laughs> It's a little bit silly, but I'm glad I know that. Yeah, there you go. You'll, yeah, I'll watch that movie. Well, with a whole new lens. Yeah, if I ever watch that movie, I've, I've tried to to dive into whether Uncle Ian is a a real person, mm. but apparently people think that he is an adaption of Uncle Harry from the original Alvin and the Chipmunks TV show. But it's still undisclosed whether that's true or not. There's there a could, chip, chip there could be a chip spirit. <laughs> Did I just see that website you're on? It's called Monkopedia. Alvin.fandom.com with Monkopedia and Alvin and the Chipmunks wiki. Monkopedia. Monkopedia. <laughs> That's either like really funny information about chipmunks or like about actual monks. <laughs> you get both on the same website. <laughs> the photo of the original chipmunks is so funny. They wear like dresses. <laughs> Literally, they are in dresses. Okay, we'll put that up. I want to see that on Instagram. Sure. Okay. That sounds anyway, good. Haven't we already done a chipmunk photo? No, we, did, we did the um, Ghostbusters. Garfield. Uh, and Garfield. Garfield, that's um, Yeah. All we right. just love little animated dudes. We do. And yeah. We have we have a couple next to us. Maybe we can bring Theodore to the set because he's got the green hoodie. Oh, yeah, we'll, that's we'll, a good we'll call. Look into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Theodore is not green in the original show. What is blue? Wait, then what's Simon? Blue. They're all blue. Alvin's red. Theodore is a, the like a darker blue, and the oh, sorry Simon is a darker blue, and Theodore is like a light blue. <sighs> that is a chip spiracy. What's going on there? Why did he change to green? <sighs> we'll never know. Maybe, is there only three of them? Maybe we'll get him. Yeah, on, there is only three of them. We'll get him on the show. Dude, for an interview. They look so goofy. An exclusive. Right, I'm sick of the monks. Let's change, <laughs> let's change subject. Okay, that, yeah, that was a lot of monks. Sorry. Um, Monkopedia. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now for some books. For some books. We had um, Cat Among the Pigeons by Agatha Christie. We had Goldfinger, which is by Ian Fleming, um, James Bond number seven. Uh, a classic, The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Yep. That's a great book. Uh, Flowers for Algernon by Daniel Keyes. Uh, Naked Lunch by William S. Burroughs. Uh, Tintin in Tibet by Herge, which is the 20th <laughs> Tintin. Uh, and interestingly, is the first appearance of Asterix in a French comic. He was like in the little, the little, oh, wow. the Gaul. Yeah. No, in, a, in his own thing. The Gaul. Asterix the Gaul. Is he the little? The little guy. With the wings. With obelisk as his friend. Wow. I was channel surfing the other day and I saw like the newest Asterix animated movie mm. on SBS or something. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Why are animated movies of that goober? I don't know. It's pretty big in France. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, there you go. Asterix and Obelix, the Middle Kingdom. Mm. 
Zlatan Ibrahimovic what? is in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? In the animated movie? Yeah. Who does he play? Zlatan, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Wait, himself. Doesn't, doesn't not, say his cast. He's joking. He's he, not, it doesn't, like, it doesn't come. Oh no, it's a, it's a live action movie. Do they come what? into the real world? He plays himself. Oh gosh. That's so weird. His name's sweet. Antivirus. <laughs> Are you sure your computer Zlatan? just isn't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? This is so weird. Okay, we'll, we'll look more into that. Maybe we'll put that on the Instagram as well. It's we can put more than one, I reckon. Let's have a couple. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, to get a little bit more noble, um, to get a little bit more uh, noble and a little bit more peaceful, a little bit more prize-worthy, we're going to talk about the Nobel Prizes. Um, the Peace Prize went to Philip Noel Baker uh, for his work... <laughs> Baking, maybe <laughs> for his work in the he made a lovely in the bakery. Yeah. Um, no, for his work with the League of Nations, the UN, um, a lifetime commitment to peace, a work on behalf of war refugees, and his vast knowledge of disarmament. Brilliant! Wow. So that's pretty awesome. Does he work with Mensa? <sighs> we haven't met him yet. So, oh, sorry. This is so random. This is about <laughs> Mensa. I was watching Jackass Forever last what? night, <laughs> and in one of the bit, Eric Andre's in it, and they're talking about like like how dumb they're doing. And he's like, this isn't Mensa society. He mentioned it in Jackass Forever. It was so weird. But, you know, mm. yeah. Nice. So we, we got, got a, a shout out. We got a shout out yeah. by Eric Andre. <laughs> Feels good. Yeah. Feels really good. Um, I mean, the physics prize went to Owen Chamberlain and Emilio Segre for the discovery of the antiproton, which is a subatomic Dude, antiparticle. That sounds like... A villain in a sci-fi movie. Anti-proton. That's the yeah. Osmosis Jones <laughs> antagonist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought that was kind of cool. I don't know what an anti-proton is. I think it's just the opposite of a proton. But what does be. that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something we can really do the science. We, we will do the science right now. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get into a little bit of... Um, Inventing, perhaps, or, or things that were sort of happening at this time. There's a couple just miscellaneous ones to start, and then there's a couple more serious ones. But um, uh, to kick this thing off, the the big crystal ball ball. Oh, I can't even say that ballpoint pen. Oh yeah, was first wow. sold in the US. Um, wow. Guess how much it sold for? Like three cents, forty cents, nineteen cents. It's like somewhere in the middle there. That's yeah. kind of <laughs> average of those two guesses. Um, what else we got? We got the board game Risk debuted. Oh damn, that's cool. huge! They were getting risky. Um, <laughs> the see-through cake box was invented. Ah, oh, huge! That box where you can like there's that plastic bit on the top you, you can like, see in you it. Can, like pop it off. <laughs> that's awesome. Apparently that was invented. Um, troll dolls. Oh, those those weird little dudes. The orphans from Toy Story Three. Yeah, in, yeah. In the train, <laughs> they were invented by a Danish fisherman and woodcutter. That tracks, I reckon. I don't know why. Damn, I wish I was a Danish fisherman and a woodcutter. It's pretty awesome. The yeah. credit of the troll doll. <laughs> pretty Dude, sick. That's so weird. Yeah, that's strange. Um, and the Boeing 707 airliner began service. So it's not really invented, but it, it started doing oh, things. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, now for some a little bit more juicy ones, perhaps. Uh, in September, the Xerox 914, the first plain paper copier is introduced to the public. Wow. Plain paper. I'm assuming it's just like a like a like a photocopier. Sort yeah. Of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it revolutionised the document copying industry. Apparently, 
And I mean, it that obviously makes sense. Would have, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, it was like you know, fast, economical, <laughs> handy, which is probably what you want. Um, but interestingly, it was introduced to the public, yeah, in September in a demonstration shown on live TV. Huh. What so like it one was of those that like shopping channels? They went check <laughs> out this this plain paper copier. <laughs> this is a, the most important invention of all time. It prints planes. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can fold them up. Yeah. It's actually an origami machine. Origami and it just shoots machine. them out. Yeah. Yeah. But interestingly, <laughs> apparently the like the popularity of this machine has obviously had lasting impact. Like, you know, everyone has a like a photocopy yeah. or a print or whatever. Um but apparently it prompted the introduction of highlighters. What? Why? I couldn't tell you. Well, <laughs> I guess people were just out. like printing stuff heaps and they would like they had lots of paper now and they had to like highlight all oh, the important, highlight important info, stuff. That's so weird. Kind of cool though. So anyway, it's pretty sweet. It's a bit weird, but kind of cool. Uh, the first fully automatic camera is invented called the Optima. It's not a camera gun? Mm. Yeah, they changed the design a little bit, um, <laughs> which is a shame. You can't accidentally shoot They didn't go for the shotgun approach. <laughs> um but yeah, it first manufactured in 1959 by a company called Agfa, I believe. Um, it had programmed exposure, which was a real big wow. deal, I guess. And it was designed to support flash photography. Cool. That's pretty cool. So anyway, cameras, they were coming in. Mm. Um, the engineer Lewis Uri from EverReady Battery invents the long-lasting alkaline battery. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Battery man. Um, so he built lots of test batteries apparently and they used to be like discs, like quite popularly. Damn. Like little discs, but he sort of went for the cylinder style. Um, and yeah, he, he painted them in 1959, but they'd sort of been around a little bit earlier. Um, and today alkaline batteries last apparently up to 40 times longer than the original prototype. Wow. So kind wow. of a long way since 1959. Mm. Um and this guy also invented the lithium battery, so he was just he, he was loving batteries. Like, yeah. I wonder how long could not average get enough. battery lasts. It's oh. <laughs> a great question, <laughs> listeners. Do your thing. Take a guess. Yell it out right now, wherever you like are. A, oh no, because it's it depends on what like object you're using it on. That's true. Because some things it can last like in a watch. Well, I guess it's not an alkaline battery. It's not the same battery you're talking about. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Maybe we can report back yeah. right at the end of the show. Yeah, um, but I thought this was cool that the original prototype battery that he made is permanently on display at the National Museum of American History. That is quite pretty cool. cool. Pretty sweet. Pretty cool. And the company that was working for EverReady Battery is now you know mm. they make Energizer and EverReady and oh yeah, they're like right. the only two brands of batteries that they made Energizer. Yeah, so they have the bunny and the little battery dude. I think so. I think they're owned by the same people. They have a battery monopoly. Sorry, what? They they own all the batteries. All batteries. They're a battery monopoly. (laughs) I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But that's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. Not for a a fool like me. (laughs) I'm just such a a Dutch fisherman and (laughs) woodcutter. Not that they're silly. I'm just not a bright one. No, you're just too busy inventing trolls. Too busy carving dolls. I was excited to play battery-themed monopoly. Battery monopoly. (laughs) I wonder what the different you locations could leak are called. Lithium yeah. all over your all over your monopoly. Yeah, oh. all the pieces are just different batteries. Different batteries. <laughs> um, go to battery jail. <laughs> go to the bin. Straight to jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what the jail is. Um, I mean, we were kind of talking about dolls, but in March, on the 9th of March, Mattel's 
Barbie doll debuts oh, wow. in the US. What? 1959 had Barbies? Huge. Wow. The that first. Um, now, apparently this one was wearing like a black and white striped bathing suit with sort of like red lipstick, blonde ponytail. Um, like for those who have Barbie. seen the Barbie movie, yeah. that's the one. Um, and that's apparently cool. it was like mimicking the style of like stars in the 1950s like Elizabeth Taylor and Marilyn Monroe. Um, there you go. And for those that don't know, Barbie's full name is... Barbenheim. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's obviously barbecue. Barbecue. It's Barbara, Barbara. Millicent Roberts. Millicent. Millicent. Exactly. She's a Millicent bystander. <laughs> um, yeah, and was invented by Ruth Handler and uh, her husband, Elliot, who were the co-founders of the toy company Mattel. Played by Daniel DeVito's so wife in the Barbie movie. Mattel was the first... Wait, wait. Barbie was the first Mattel toy. I think so. That's cool. What else are Mattel toys? Well, maybe there were other Mattel, but she, this was the first Barbie in this year. Yeah, right. Um, and in this year, 300,000 Barbie dolls were sold. Wow. Damn. Pretty crazy. Apparently they sold for $3. That's so cheap. Pretty cheap. Well, no, that's like what? <sighs> Actually, yeah. If $1 like is $18. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's coming up on 60 bucks. Now. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot though. It's a lot of money for a, for a Barbie. And apparently now, if you have a mint condition... Original doll. Sells for 58 bucks. $25,000 for a Barbie doll. It's not quite 20 million, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. 25,000 I think is pretty crazy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And selling it now or a few months ago when the movie hype was. Oh. Yeah. It would have gone crazy. Could have bought yourself a nice little plastic car to drive around in. Because. Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. Like one of those ones you got to like run with your feet for the yeah. and stones S car. Yeah, I mean we talked about it last. Oh week, yes, so yes, yes. The little tykes. What are they oh, called? Yeah, yeah. I um, can't remember. Yeah. So when they were invented, nineteen ninety one, they were just the highest selling car. High selling. <laughs> I had the truth. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. You just run around in them. <laughs> yeah, I, I deceived you guys with that one. Yeah, that was pretty pretty deceptive actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Devious. Um, time for some science. And the reason I mentioned this thing is because I think in my last episode I talked about things occurring with like Venus and, and oh, big, yeah, big distances and like timing. And so on July 7th in 1959, um, Venus occults the star Regulus. Now that probably means nothing <laughs> to anyone. It's just gibberish. But essentially when something occults something else, it's like one object gets hidden by something that passes in between that oh. and the observer. So... My understanding of this is Regulus, which is this really bright star. It's the brightest one in the Leo constellation. Um, I think Venus comes in front of that and it's really rare. And so then it happened this time in 1959. The next time it's going to happen is 2044. Damn. So really big gaps and it's helpful to determine the diameter of Venus and the structure of Venus's atmosphere. Wow. Wow. That's kind of fun. Hmm. Um, it's fun for those people who uh, have telescopes and like looking up at mm. the stars and go, hmm. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> that one's being covered. So I thought that was interesting. But also in this year, Gordon Gould publishes the term. A sick name. Laser. <laughs> what? <laughs> laser. Laser is becomes a thing. Damn. And so there's a conference going on and this guy, Gordon, publishes the acronym laser in their paper. It's so laser. Acronym? Light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Laser. <laughs> Laser beam. Um, and this was cool. Apparently the intention of 
this acronym laser is that different um, parts of the light spectrum or the, or the spectrum could be used with this acronym. You take off the L and you keep the A-S-E-R. And so you'd have things like Xaser with an X for X-rays and like Uvaser for ultralight, ultraviolet, sorry. Damn. It's kind of interesting. I mean, I've never heard of any of those. I've only no. ever heard of laser. Um, and that laser became the generic term for like non-microwave devices. Although apparently razor with an R was briefly popular for denoting radio frequency emitting devices. Wow. Wow. But we have Gordon to thank for laser and gazer beam from the Incredibles. We would never have had gazer beam. Or is it geezer beam? (laughs) (laughs) I think we all know it's gazer. Some might think the opposite. Shout out. Who who was that? I think it was my brother. (laughs) Shout out fish. Um, Geezer beam is pretty funny actually. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> have some sports, sports, sport news. Uh, in January, uh, some of these will be a rapid fire. January, we had the Pakistani cricket batsman Hanif Muhammad hit 499. Damn. Did he was get the f- out before 500? <laughs> I don't know. Was he out or did, oh, was it like, I don't does, know. did it have a little asterisk next to it? The thing I saw didn't, but I don't like, oh, right. I don't know if the okay. website was overly, overly credible to be honest, but um. That was the first class world record. That would be brutal runs. if you get out Dude. at 499. But even retiring on 499, why wouldn't you just go, oh, just give me one, one more. more. Just one, one more. One more. Come on. Come on, Captain. Give me one more. Yeah. Um, anyway. That's later, brutal. Later in January, the Soviet Union beats the US <laughs> basketball team 62 to 37 for the first ever international loss for the US basketball team. Gee, that's a low scoring game. <laughs> Extremely low. Okay, we've got some news. Do you want to share? The worst way to get out of 499. Oh, no. He was run out. (laughs) (laughs) Going for the 500. I wonder if he was run out by his partner. (laughs) That's brutal. Succeed. That sucks. That's the worst way to get out. Poor Hanif. That's that's. <laughs> anyway, four hundred ninety nine is pretty impressive. That's a, that's mm. very impressive, but that is so unfortunate. I, f- I wonder how many balls that took. I don't know. Yeah, I should have done more. My apologies. <laughs> oh no, it's all good. This, but, um, anyway, let's come back to this later. There's more. <laughs> Jonty's found some interesting. Do you want juice. to speak into the mic right, and yeah. read your yeah. info? Later, later. All right. All right. Later, we'll come back. Um, apparently, the Australian racer, so Jack Brabham, Brabham. Finished the 1959 Formula One race on foot. What? <laughs> you just having a sprint. Yeah, he just decided to go for a little job. Apparently his car ran out of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> ran out of fuel. Right at the end, like with 500 yards to go apparently. That's still a good distance, isn't it? That's pretty far. Yeah. And it says here he pushed the car. <laughs> Put that full in neutral. So I, I don't know, but I just think that's funny that he gets out of the car, pushes the car across the line. <laughs> and it says to clinch the title. So I don't know oh, if that means he, he might won. have won. Oh, he could have come in like podium, like yeah, a true. podium finish. But like he still did really good in previous races. I don't know. But yeah, so he, he so got funny. out of his car and finished the race on foot, which to me sounds like the most dangerous thing to do in a Formula One race. <laughs> yeah, just turn on the jets. If you Go got clocked one. by one of those, <laughs> yeah, Mark 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
And one more, <laughs> one more sporting fact. Um, in August of this year, the American Football League, the AFL, is founded. Um, and it's founded Damn. this year and they start playing in 1960. Essentially what it is is... Well, it was what, a, it is. <laughs> what it is. What it is. The <laughs> AFL said what it is in 1959. Um, and it was like an upstart that was in competition with the NFL, the right. National Football League in America. They were kind of doing their own thing. They were kind of being a bit rebellious, a bit mm. devious. And um, they were around for 10 seasons till 1970 and then they merged together, which is now the I was American say, Football Conference. What sport is it? But, you know, could after the NFL thing. It's American football. Yeah. Chucking leather balls. That classic, just <laughs> gr- great sport. I'm kidding, but I don't really like NFL. It's like the most boring sport ever. It's No, it's, it's not. It's just that's just a lot of fluff. It's There's so much it's, like they waiting. run for thirty two seconds and then they stop for five minutes. I'd rather watch NRL. I'd rather watch any other sport. I reckon. Yeah. I also don't understand the rules. So like watching, I'm like, why? It's just pass ball back, get ball to guy, throw ball, and then the stop. Tackle. And then you have like to stop. Run into you have dudes. to stop the play yeah. for five minutes for the ads, and you can keep going. <laughs> This has yeah. turned into a bit of a rant on, <laughs> on NFL. I'm going to move us along. It's a passionate rant, like the handyman rant. Oh, don't God, don't bring that, that dude up. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to sit near us. He's standing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even deserve. He doesn't deserve a chair. He doesn't deserve anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to move us along. Time for some food. Ooh. Some uh, some popular foods. Apparently, in 1959, uh, the cheese ball was very popular. <laughs> And not not the cheese ball that I think we're all thinking of, but Just like, like a ball it's a massive, of cheese, a pecan encrusted cheese ball made with cottage and blue cheeses. Okay, it's like, like a I can't get behind. It's like that. cheese squished into a ball. It's like a Maltese of it. It's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that Yuck. is cursed. That's grizzly. So I don't know. I, I don't really like cheese. So to me, that doesn't really. I don't like. I don't like cheese either. Yeah. I like cheese balls, but not. I do that like cheese balls. balls. That's true. Um, in 1959. Our American listeners are going to love this. Little Caesars Pizza started. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, pizza. Um, although this one I thought was interesting. Kiwi fruit gets called kiwi fruit for the first time. Do we know what, what? it was called yeah. before? Yeah. We do. It was originally called Chinese <gasps> gooseberries. Ah, there you go. Um, and they in New Zealand began exporting these over to the US like around 1950s. Um, and it was the height of the Cold War and... I think the term Chinese gooseberry was not very popular. Um, so they, there were some ideas of like renaming it. And one of the ideas was the Melonettes. I like that. Um, like a, that's like a, it sounds like a, a jazz quartet. Yeah, the it does. Melonettes. The Melonettes. Um, but apparently it was unpopular because melons and berries were subject to very high import tariffs in the US. Oh. So they went, we don't want it to be known as a melon. And it was a fruit. And so the the legend Jack Turner. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he comes in and he suggests the name Kiwi Fruit. And everyone goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history. And now that's what we call it. Cool. Wow. It's a good origin story. <laughs> Bit of a goofy one. They just went, what about Kiwi Fruit? <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Cool. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's a fitting name. <laughs> it's very fitting, actually. Mm. They kind of look like the. I don't know if that's why it's named because they look like the bird a little bit, but um, I guess they were just making them in in New Zealand. 
Yeah. Because they're kind of fuzzy. They're kind of fuzzy and like little brown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only similar. Little, little brown dudes. Green yeah. on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the inside of a kiwi? Bird. No. <laughs> I rest my case. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It could be green. We will. Then we can get one know. in the set. Oh, Which green. one? The fruit or, or the, the bird? bird? Just an know. open bird. We'll, we'll leave it up oh, to me. <laughs> All right. Kiwis are cute though. They're extremely cute. I like them a lot. I'm going to power through some final facts and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Maybe with a return to some cricketing news. Um, In January of 1959, the Soviet spacecraft Luna 1 is launched. Now, this becomes the first man-made object to attain escape velocity out of the atmosphere. And it's intended to get shot out of there and just hit, like headed towards the moon and just hit the moon, impact the moon. Um, but there was... Wait, there's a dude in there? No, no, I don't, oh, I don't oh, think there's okay. anyone. <laughs> they were just launching some dude, <laughs> like a suicide mission out there. Um, He's just still up there now. Got some crackers with him. Well, there was a malfunction in the, the ground-based control system, um, which caused errors in like burning time in the rockets and all of that. And it actually missed the moon. <laughs> Which is a pretty big target to hit. Misses the moon by 5,900 Ks, which is more than three times the moon's radius. Just, you know, just a little miss. So they whiffed. But um, <laughs> it becomes the first spacecraft to fly near the moon. <laughs> okay. And then become the first man-made object to enter heliocentric orbit. Um, oh. So I think it's like orbit around, you know, the sun and doing all of that sort of stuff. So in theory... That thing is still just flying around. It's still yeah, there. Apparently it's, yeah, it's orbiting around the sun between the orbits of Earth and Mars. So it's kind of oh, in that wow. little it's slot. Like a like a little pockety thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to find that. And it was dubbed Artificial Planet One. <laughs> but it missed. I think because they were like, well, <laughs> it's there now. We're, gonna go. <laughs> we're just going to roll with it. And this was the intention. And now it's an artificial planet. <laughs> Good on you, Russia. That's kind of cool. The first thing to sort of... Yeah. Get shot out of there. First the space garbage. Look at us go. Oh, well, yeah, that's actually not right. Um, <laughs> We're polluting the space. Damn. One step at a time. Damn it. <laughs> um, but keeping this sort of spacey theme, NASA makes a very big announcement this year. They, are, they select seven military pilots to become the first ever US astronauts who were known as the Mercury Seven. Dude. Sick. It's that's a baller awesome. name. Even just like coming up with the name astronaut. Just awesome. It's so baller, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and so they, yeah, were selected, these seven astronauts, they're selected to fly for this project Mercury. Um, they're also known as the original seven. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> it's such a sick, like, origin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to name them because they deserve a little bit of respect, I reckon. Scott Carpenter, Gordon Cooper, John Glenn, Gus Grissom, Wally Schirrer, Alan Shepard, and Deke Slayton. <laughs> Good on ya. Legend. Dig. Um, and so. Where's he digging to? Oh, Can sorry. Dig Deke. I may have uh, Deke. mispronounced. Oh. Deke. Maybe his nickname was Dig. Dig Slayton. Could be. His name was Ike. Ike Slayton. <laughs> um, but they essentially created the profession of astronauts in the US. Far um, out. And they established, like, the picture of astronauts. And they, w- they were wearing these, like, weird silver suits. Like really silver. It's like foil suits essentially. Mm. Um, and and friend of the podcast, John F. Kennedy, presented the um, the group, the Collier. <laughs> Ex-friend. <laughs> of, you know. Um, associate. Associate <laughs> of the show. 
Um, he presented the the group. <laughs> <laughs> the Collier Trophy in 1962 for like pioneering manned spaceflight in the US, like became this huge thing. Um, and so there's a monument which was dedicated in 1964. And underneath the monument, there's a time capsule, capsule containing reports, photos, um, and like a movie. And it's going to be opened. Guess when it's going to be opened? Today. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Next year. A little bit further down the track. Two years from now. 2030. 2,000. 2,469. Oh, that's like tomorrow. Far enough. Just like, you know. <laughs> There'll be nothing in that. There'll just be like dust. 500 years down the track from when they planted it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Something to look forward to. <laughs> You're looking a lot. people going to remember? That's the thing. Are people actually going to remember to open it in that year? That's what always messes with me with the old time I, capsule. I, I think so because like people n- open time capsules now of like stuff that's. I guess like hype gets really built up, and it's like oh, we're getting close to the open. Yeah, like. but like, yeah, I don't know because everyone would be dead if it was it involved. Is, in the it. message would be passed down though. Yeah, true. They keep it true. up. Yeah, I mean we know, so <laughs> so we can open it and we'll tell our kids. Okay, we'll we'll like freeze ourselves, and then. In, 24, whatever it was. 2,464. 2,464. We'll go what it is. Yeah, we'll uh, rock up and like dap everyone up and like just get some, get some spades out. We'll do a live top year show. Yes. Get the crowd going. Special. Dig yeah. it up and then hand it out. With Dig Shepherd of whatever his name <laughs> yeah. was. And then we Dig Slayton. Dig Slayton. <laughs> we reintroduce Ninja Turtle toys. We yes. Bring them back. I like that. We'll, we, can, we'll, we can make a top year time capsule. We'll get frozen with like holding a, holding a Ninja Turtle toy. <laughs> We'll work on this. Okay, a um, couple more. In June, uh, we had the first public flight by a full-sized hovercraft. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I, t- I told there's just interesting things in this yeah. year. Nothing that's that notable, but um, it was designed by Sir Christopher Cockerell, and it reached a <laughs> speed of sixty-eight knots. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. It went one hundred twenty-six k's an hour. Boom! First hovercraft. Sick. That's pretty cool. So people could ride it. Apparently. Was it public, you said? Yeah, public flight. Cool. Public hover. Like, where were they going? Across the road? Across a river? I think they go across water. You're a water. Do you not know about these? I do. But you wouldn't be able to go, like, from Australia. Do you see them in, like, those weird, like, crocodile hunting shows? Yeah. (laughs) How far would you go? I don't don't know. (laughs) Those are weird-looking things. They're pretty cool. They are cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So unnecessary, but... You know? Okay, to change the tone a little bit, <laughs> we had the end of the Cuban Revolution. Oh, oh wow. So um, I think it started in 1953. I think it's been going for like a little while. Um, and in 1959, there's lots of rebellion going on and, and the, the Batista government, I believe it was, gets ousted and um, Che Guevara is sort of arriving and in January the US recognises the new Cuban government under Fidel Castro. Uh, and in February, he, Fidel Castro becomes the premier of Cuba. Um, wow. And I should have looked more into it. I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, there's, of course, there's heaps of just turmoil I think there might have on. been a coup, so I don't know. If yeah. Um, I think it no, might he have was been a the, he was the leader of Cuba from 1959 to 2008. Yeah. So I think he just, they liked the him. Heck? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he was president. So he was the prime minister from 1959 to 1976. Mm. And then president, they changed his role to president from 1976 to 2008. There you go. So they must have liked him. Fiddle. 
But yeah, <laughs> that's not good. No. But yeah, the, the Cuban Revolution was known for like apparently known for sort of equality and and under Castro's leadership, um, Cuba was known you know for thirty years of one of the most equal societies in the world. This is kind of weird. I just like read why he was so popular. Yeah. Um, uh, Castro po- polarized opinion throughout the world. His supporters viewed him as a champion of socialism and anti-imperialism, whose revolutionary government advanced economic and social justice while securing Cuba's Cuba, <laughs> Cuba's <laughs> independence from U.S. Um, I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> what is that from word? U.S. something. Hegemony. Hegemony. <laughs> Hegemony. Hegemony. Probably. Hegemony. Hegemony. Yeah. Hegemony. Yeah. Hegemony. I don't know. Okay, so yeah, so he was, a, he was a good guy. Yeah. And he was there for a very long time. Like ages, jeez. Mm. Anyway, so that all ended, which is... And he was a communist. I could, uh, you know. <laughs> 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 you know, we'll see how we go. Um, now, a couple, a couple more just to finish this thing up. December in this year, the, uh, the Antarctic Treaty gets signed. Um, so 12 countries come together, uh, which included... Argentina, Australia, Belgium, Chile, France, Japan, New Zealand, Norway, South Africa, Soviet Union, the United Kingdom, and the US. They come together and they sign this landmark treaty um, that sets essentially sets Antarctica aside as like a scientific preserve and bans all military activity on the continent. That's pretty cool. So you, you can't like, you know, take over wow. Antarctica or anything. I mean, um, yeah, what would you do if you took over Antarctica? Not heaps. I don't know. Just, just build stuff there. Remake Happy Feet. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Mm. Happy Feet you don't really live need in military concert. force for Happy Feet 3, though. Is there a third one? There's a second one. Maybe that's make what I'm saying. Happy that's feet what I'm saying. Happy <laughs> Feet 3. And it's like a war drama. <laughs> like <laughs> The penguins versus the humans. <laughs> and the penguins just like walking around with spears. <laughs> Avatar style. Oh, gosh. But this is the, the first... <laughs> Arms control agreement that's established during the Cold War. So the Cold War is going on this time. But they oh, come yeah, together yeah. and they go, we're not going to do anything with Antarctica. Because you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and so, interestingly, for the purpose of this treaty, Antarctica is defined as all the land and ice shelves south of 60 degrees south latitude. It's like anything below that, Antarctica. Oh, wow. I don't know how much is below that. Um. But some could not touch it. <laughs> no. And now in 2023, the treaty has 56 parties. So lots more people. Wow. It's pretty cool. Sick. All right. And to finish this thing up, this, this excites me as well, actually. I thought this was kind of fun. <laughs> the record is set for the longest continuous flight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So we had Robert Tim and John Cook. And I don't, like, I get why they did it. And, like, the, the reason they did it is... In, in 1956, there's this hotel that opens up called the Hacienda. It's a casino, it's a hotel, and they want publicity and they go, you know what, let's put our name on the side of a plane and have people fly it around and <laughs> beat the record that was previously set for, like, flight endurance. And so, yeah, these guys, Robert Sim and John Cook, they get in this this four-seater Cessna 172 and they're flying above Las Vegas. Um, and they got given $100,000 to set this thing up, essentially, um, and it get, it's kind of linked to a fundraiser for cancer research. So, yeah, it's a good thing there. Um, and they had to modify this whole plan. They had to put in like mattresses, sinks for hygiene, um, take out most of the stuff on the inside. They needed to like create an autopilot for this thing so it could just fly around without them having to always be there. Um, but the, the tricky part was fuel. 
and figuring out how to, to keep the plane fueled as they're flying. So essentially what they did is when they needed to refuel, they would come down, fly really low, <laughs> like just above the road essentially, and a truck comes along underneath, what? winches up a hose, and then they like pump fuel into the plane <laughs> as they like drive and fly along. What? How long like does that road have to be? Huge. It must have, <laughs> yeah, like or it's like a big round loop or something. I don't know. Um, wow. So that's how they do it. Now, they tried three times in the past to beat this record, which I intentionally haven't said how long it is. And they had issues each time. They couldn't quite get it. And then in 1958, someone actually beats them to the record. And they're like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, Hate to see it. But in December 1958, they set off in Las Vegas. And one more thing, actually. Just as they take off, to ensure that they don't cheat, a car has to fly underneath them and paint one of their wheels like of the landing gear so that because like if you, if they land the paint will get chipped off and people will know that they have landed oh before right. like the official end of the attempt oh, how weird so it's pretty legit um guess how long they were up there for two digits worth of days <laughs> like 40 something kyle like 52 64 days. What? <laughs> 22 hours and 19 minutes. They are in that. So moment. nearly 65. What was it, 64 you said? Yeah. So nearly 65 days. It's over two months. Is this a small plane? <laughs> Pretty small. It was over Christmas. Like, Dude, all how would they change pilots? Well, they just like switch every now and again. Apparently towards the end, the autopilot actually broke. So they had to be really like <laughs> switched on. <laughs> they went over 150,000 miles. <laughs> And they had to be carried out of the plane because they hadn't walked in 65 days. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? So it's just the two. Oh, so it's just the two dudes. The two dudes. Oh, of course. And they had, they had to, like, send food up to them, essentially. Oh, like, my like God. Like, lift food up to them. And I think they had, it, it was all usually, like, mushed just so they could, like, just save like space it. and drink and stuff. Oh, days. The plane would stink. It's grim. So open the windows, man. Shower? Is there a shower? They had, like, sinks to, like, wash themselves. But I don't know where they got the water and... <sighs> So there you go. It still stands that record. When it rains, you just That's open the up dumbest the... record ever. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty um, impressive though. It's very impressive, but also really like, why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. Anyway. Someone had to. Someone had to do it. And Did you know they? What? <laughs> Someone has to do everything. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> records for everything, dude. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to stop talking now and offer that all to you as a weird, goofy snapshot of 1959. In a nice little cheese ball. In a pecan-encrusted cheese ball. Okay. That's a lot to digest. Dude, I'm looking at the size of the plane. It is tiny. It's not big. It's like the size of a... Size of a... Like a ute. Essentially, but you can't yeah, get out. Or a lorry. Because, yeah. Far out. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Good on them. So, yeah. What do you boys reckon? What was it called again? The plane, yeah, a Cessna 172. Cool. Um, what do you think, Wilson? <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not much. Not much big stuff happened. Yeah. But like, it's a it's an entertaining year. It is. That's kind of what I went for. Yeah, entertainment value. I'm thinking like a either a low B or a high C. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at like high C. I mean, that like I think the main like notable thing was the end of the Cuban Revolution. Like that is yeah, that's big. The rest of the stuff, 
just a bit of fun, really. I think it's just cool fun everyone's just having a good ass time mm. i mean not, not to say there's not other important things but like that is the big thing i reckon this could slot in nicely at 15th place or is that yeah is that a so hot take currently in 15th we've got 1886 that's going to get shifted down yes and it's underneath 1937 yes which is a kyle year that's why i wanted to put it oh, <laughs> you devious dog yeah. i mean what do you think Wilson? yeah i mean um, it's kind of a similar year to 1937, actually. Yeah, it is. Like it's in like terms much, of like stuff, inventions. And yeah, I need to add more to that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bare. Because yeah, I'd say it could be above 1937. I think it might be just just in terms of that description there, and because I've it's fresh in my mind what Max has said. I'd say probably 14th. All right, and that places it under 1882, 1882. which is also my and we, year. Yeah, and we can't. Put it above that or else we'll get hate from a certain listener. <laughs> I don't think it's above that. I think that's a fair, fair yeah. spot, actually. Agreed. 14th place. Yeah. All right, so 14th. Right. Right. To finish off, we do need to hear the story of our, of our run-out man. Oh, um, do you want the mic, Jonty? What's his name again? Oh. Where did I leave? Hanif Ahmed. So, hello, listeners. <laughs> uh, yes, so... Pakistani legend Hanif Muhammad was his name. Um, the record at the time for the highest first-class score as for a batsman was uh, held by Sir Donald Bradman, oh. which was 452. So he blew past that score. Wow. The reason I said that there was more to this because, yes, he was run out on 499, um, but this included a calculation error. So, obviously, he was trying to get to 500 because at that point, that would have been insane. Yeah. And it was towards the end of day three, he was racing to get to 500 because he didn't particularly want to have to go out and bat again the next day. Yeah. And his score hadn't been updated on the, like the, um, on the, the, board. the scoreboard. By two runs. So he thought he was on 496. He was actually on 498. And and it was right at the end of the day. So he was like taking some risky runs to try and get there when he probably had more time than he thought and got run out on what he thought was 497. But it was actually 499. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. Um, and interestingly, he is uh, known as possibly, well quite probably the first, like, cultural cricketing hero out of Pakistan. Oh, like nice. The first, like, cricket star. Yeah. So, yeah, and they won by – where is it here? Yeah, so he tried to get to 500 before stumps. Luck eluded him and he was disastrously run out for 499. Um, it included 64 boundaries. Jeez. Uh, this was for Karachi in the semifinal – um, they declared on seven for seven hundred and seventy-two <laughs> immediately when he like when he was dismissed, and they went on to win by an innings and four hundred and seventy-nine <laughs> runs. <laughs> um, so there you go, and then they um, went on to play in the final. The That's result, crazy. which I do not know, but there you go, some cricketing knowledge. Nice. There you go. Mm. What a great way to wrap this episode up. I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, shall we randomise for what episode we're we doing next? Yes. yes, we shall. That's my episode next. All right. What do we got? We have got episode 
21 mm. will be 2011. Oh. Yeah. It's a crisp year. That's interesting. Mm. Wilson's got the two. I've got the two. Years. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. This is a bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It's not my fault. Yeah, true. <laughs> yes. A randomizer has spoken. Okay. Well, I'm excited for that. Mm. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Please uh, follow us on the Instagram at topiapod. And uh, email us at topiapod at gmail.com. Please do. We'd love to hear from you. We do. Send us yeah. a voice memo. We'll play mm-hmm. it on the show. We love interacting with you all. Yeah. Absolutely. But until then, have a great one. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Bye.